Want to know why your interiors or images don't look like the ones you see on your favorite social media feeds? What if I said I could let you know and show you what's missing and how to transform your spaces with clarity and confidence? The truth is creating beautiful interiors is simple when you know the right strategies, but most people go about it the wrong way. This is why I created the Styling Masterclass. It's the only program that simplifies the art and science of styling, giving you the clarity and confidence to take your interiors to the next level and attract your dream customers or clients so you can make your creative dreams finally possible. This is for you if you're an interior designer or photographer, have an Airbnb, a homeware shop or e-commerce business, and you want your interiors to look like the ones you see in your favorite books, magazines or Instagram accounts. Come learn how to style using my signature method so you can elevate any interior and create compelling imagery, which is your most effective marketing tool if you're selling a product or service in the world of interiors. Any successful business owner knows that styling is your secret weapon to cut through the visual noise, stand out from the crowd and grow your business. Styling is something that you don't want to leave to chance. In today's world, images are everything. This is why leading interior designers and architects always use stylists to finesse their spaces for photography to make sure they've got incredible imagery that they can use for their socials and website. Come learn how to make styling not only an essential element, an easy way to create content for your socials and website, but learn how it can propel the growth of your creative business. If you're serious about creating beautiful interiors and a business you love without struggling in obscurity, this is the program for you. I'm going to share my process and give insights that you're not going to get anywhere else because I've been working as a professional interior stylist for the past 15 years. The Styling Masterclass will give you that clarity and confidence you need to take action and connect with your dream customer or client so you can make your creative dreams possible. Go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level to learn more and enroll now. Enrollments are open for only a short time. So please, if you're interested and you're ready to take your interiors to the next level, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level. When you've got clarity with your vision, it also really helps you build your brand and your offer because you're really clear on what you're about. You're really clear in terms of what's most important to you and what you want to share with the world. And the clearer you are on your vision and your end goal about where you want to go, the easier it becomes to share your message, to share what's important to you, to share your offers. Welcome to Imprint a podcast about creating a home and life you love. I'm Natalie Walton, an interior designer, stylist, and best-selling author focused on an holistic approach to homes. Each week, I'm sharing insights and interviews about the creative process to help you enhance both your interiors and well-being, as well as provide you with the tools and resources to make considered and sustainable choices with all that you create. Hello everyone, welcome back to Imprint. I'm really excited to continue the series that I've been sharing over the past few weeks on 
creative business lessons and challenges. And the first one that we had a look at, the first creative business challenge was what problem are you solving? And the second was how to attract your dream customers or clients. And today we're going to look at how to turn your passion into a profit. I will link to those previous episodes so you can go and check those out if you haven't listened to them yet. And there is also a workbook that goes along with this series. So you can download the workbook and that is available at nataliewalton.com forward slash design and grow. It goes deeper into these questions and really helps you get clarity on what is going to work best for you in your current situation and how to make your creative dreams really come to life and thrive and grow. So as I mentioned at the very start of this series, these really are the questions that I wish that I had asked myself at the very start of my journey. And I continue to ask myself at each quarter and each year. And as we're coming to the end of 2023, I really thought it was something that would be helpful to share because I'm going through this myself. Each stage of growing a business comes with new challenges and you need to kind of reconnect with these questions. They are so helpful and I just find that these are the ones that I come back to over and over again. So as I mentioned, if you would like to get hold of the workbook, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash design and grow. All right. So we're going to look at, as I mentioned, how to turn, turn your passion into a profit, because if you're like me, and I know many of you are, you're a creative at heart. You want to create beautiful things in the world. You want to be surrounded by beauty. You want to have a beautiful life and how to then turn that into something that can be a career, it can be a business, it can be a way to earn a living in a really um, profitable way so that it can either replace your current nine to five style job, or maybe you're already doing this, you're already doing this work, but you're struggling to have traction. If you really want to grow your business and make it something that really can support you Maybe it can not only, you know, be um, a nice little extra for your family, but maybe you could even grow it to the point where you can be the primary income earner. I mean, that is what I do in my family. I have been doing this for about 10 years now of being the primary income earner and I'm supporting a family of six. I've got four children going to school that I pay for um, and all the expenses that come with that. So, you know, It has taken me many years to perfect this and I'm still growing and I'm still learning, but I really want to share some of the big lessons that I've learned. If you are a few steps behind me and wondering, how do I get to that next level? Well, this episode is going to be all about that. Now, of course, you know, as I mentioned last week, our brains really like to go to all the reasons why this is just too hard and you can't do it and you really might be struggling with this. And we all have days like this. I have days like this and I want you to know it is completely normal. But there are also days where I just feel so inspired and so excited 
And today is kind of being one of those days because every time I record a podcast, I actually record them in batches. And so I'm thinking about, okay, what are the next month or two? What am I going to be focused on? How am I going to be, you know, creating content that's really helpful? What are my goals and my plans? And I get so energized and excited about this process. It really is one of my favorite things to do. But of course, there are other days where there are challenges and I have to work through those. And some of the challenges that you might be facing is that you think, well, the market is so saturated right now. How can I cut through? How can I make a difference? Or maybe you're really worried about the financial instability of having your own business. I do want to offer to you just on that point that there are ways you can start engaging with your creativity as a business in a quite safe and secure way. And you can do this on the side. You know, I mean, there's so much talk about side hustles and, you know, there's, a, <laughs> I mean, all the rhetoric around that, it kind of, it drives me a little bit crazy. But I mean, so often this is how many of us get started. And for me, that was how I got started. I started to do this on the side. I started to do interior styling on the side. It was kind of within my day job because I basically put my hand up for another role within the company, but I wasn't getting paid to do that. And that was how I kind of got my start. But also, and I haven't shared this before, my husband actually mentioned it. I sort of thought I sometimes forget these things. And we actually, to start our homewares business, we moved out of the city, we had a tree change, we sold our house in the city. And as you can imagine, when you sell a house in the city, generally speaking, it's worth a lot more than a house in the country. So when we bought a house in the country, we actually had some money left over and we took that money that we had left over, the sort of the difference between the two properties. And we used that money to start our homewares business. So we didn't have to go out and get finance. Um, you know, we didn't have to go into debt for it. We used the money that was available to us in that way and really simplified our life. And it really was actually a huge benefit for us moving to the country because we had none of the distractions that we had in the city. You know, when you're living in the city, I mean, I, you know, I've always loved living in cities, going to the latest art gallery exhibition and, you know, the movies and the going to all the amazing restaurants and doing all of those things. Well, when we moved to the um, the countryside the first time, there was none of that stuff. And um, certainly it was very, very scant. And, and And we just took on a different mindset. We really took on, this is our time to really focus on getting this business off the ground and launching it and starting it and putting in the foundations and the framework to create something that can sustain us. So that was really important to us. And um, that, you know, that's another way that you can go about this process. So you can either do it on the side, you know, work on it on the evenings or on the weekends or get up early in the morning. When I was trying to write no novels, um, I would get up at five o'clock in the morning and I would write for an hour and a half every morning. I mean, there are so many things that we can do. And we really have to be honest with ourselves about how we're spending our time and what is actually a priority in our life. And I think as we get towards the end of a year, or maybe depending on when you're listening to this, it might be coming towards the end of a quarter. Um, I find it really helpful to just have that pause 
to really reflect on what's working, what's not working and where you want to go forward. And then, of course, a challenge can be when you're a creative, you know, you have all these ideas and you want to create all this beauty in the world and you want to do these things that really invigorate you and inspire you and you want to do the type of work that you love. But there is that side of being a creative, but running a business is another skill set altogether. And, and I kind of just jumped into it without really doing any research. I know so much more now where I am on my journey than when I began to be really honest. And I do not recommend this because my husband had run a business. I kind of thought I'll just, you know, do what he wants to do, but really it was my business in many ways in terms of what my vision was for it. And I think that kind of abdicating that sort of responsibility, it didn't serve me. And if I was to do it again, I would actually spend more time in that business education phase of really understanding what is it to grow a business and what do I need to know? What do I need to focus on? What questions do I need to ask at the start of the journey before I then make that financial commitment or that commitment of time or whatever it is for you. Because I do think that if you spend a little bit of time, I mean, you don't want to get into the point where you're just getting analysis paralysis or you're getting caught up in perfectionism of thinking it's got to be all perfect before I do anything. I don't want you to do that. But At the same time, I do think it's really helpful and very important at the beginning when you've got an idea to really give yourself some time to focus on these questions that I've shared with you already. They're in the workbook and we're going to be going through today. So with that said, and of course, I'll put the link to the show um, to the workbook in the show notes as well. So the first idea that I want to share with you today on how you can turn your passion into a profit is to really get clear on your vision. It is so easy to get distracted by what everyone else is doing. And you really need to focus on what your goals are for your business and what are your available resources, both in terms of time and money. And what can you offer? What is your point of difference? I mean, these are some of the questions that we've already spoken about, but your vision ties in these different threads and you really want to get clear on what your vision is for this. And you want to dream big too. So often, I mean, this applies to interiors as well. And I've spoken this so often in relation to creating interiors, but when it comes to having a creative business, you really want to have a vision that is big enough that it really excites you. And the research backs this up that we actually really want to have these stretch goals. We want to dream as big as we can. And actually, that is something I've actually always found quite easily. To be honest, I probably almost veer a little bit too much on that end of the spectrum in terms of like my goals and dreams are so big. (laughs) And sometimes I set myself up, you know, for some disappointment along the way. And I'm like, okay, all right, I've got to just (laughs) break it down a little bit more because, you know, my dreams and my goals are so big and I want to have such, you know, a big and beautiful life. And 
have I always said, I used to always say to myself, my husband and I used to say this to each other, that we wanted to have a life rich in experiences. And I've certainly had many amazing experiences over the years, but with a family, you know, that changes and I'm in a different season right now. But in general, I still want to have a life that is rich in experiences. And, um, and that's why I love having my own business because there are so many ways that you can massage that, massage that business to make that possible. I mean, even for me, creating my books, which I still earn royalties on for my books. I got on fans and then I earn royalties on my books. Um, you know, that allowed me to travel around the world. Like I'm always trying to find ways to be able to travel around the world. I still want to try and do workshops around the world. I would love to do that. Um, so let me know if you'd be interested in that. But, you know, I'm always looking, excuse me, <clears throat> I'm always looking at ways that I can use my business to have experiences that um, really make me have or give me that opportunity to live this life that I really want to live. You know, and it's going to be different for you. So you've got to think about what is the type of life that you want to have? What do you want your business to look like? What do you want your creative projects to look like? And get really clear on that vision, but really, you know, dream big, like just put it out there. It doesn't cost you anything to think up your wildest dream. Like what is your wildest dream? And so vision, getting a really clear vision is also important because it keeps you motivated. You need to connect with it. And it also helps you keep on track because you need to keep referring back to that vision in terms of where am I at on this? How far do I need to go? What do I need to go and do to get to that next step? So it is really important to help keep you on track. And also um, when you've got clarity with your vision, it also really helps you build your brand and your offer because you're really clear on what you're about. You're really clear in terms of what's most important to you and what you want to share with the world. And the clearer you are on your vision and your end goal about where you want to go, the easier it becomes to share your message, to share what's important to you, to share your offers. It all is so interconnected in that way. So I really encourage you to get clarity on your vision because it filters through to the different areas of your business and it makes it so much easier. It makes it easier to manage your time, your money, your resources. If you've got a team, how are you going to get them to focus on what you're going to get them to focus on? It is so important. All right. The second key ingredient to turning your passion into a profit is that you need to create a plan, a very specific plan. This is something that I actually do as a part of an annual planning process. And by the time this episode goes live, I will already have planned out my 2024 year. I haven't quite done it yet because as of the time of recording, my children are still on school holidays. And so I tend to do this once they've gone back to school I create a day where I can really focus on this. It can be really helpful to do it away from your usual environment. So go to a cafe. Sometimes I will actually just go and drive down to the beach, take my notebook and write that out. What are my big goals for the coming year? 
and you want to put those in. So part of my annual planning process is to, first of all, I've got this A4 sheet that um, I always use as part of the process. And I will actually share how you can get hold of that in a moment. And, um, and so what I do is I print that off and I put in all of the school holidays. So I know that during those times, I'm not going to be focused on any big projects when it's school holiday time, because I want as much as possible to be present or to at least play tag with my husband. That's what we've been doing this week. He's for the past couple of days been um, working um, in our headquarters space for Imprint House. And so I've been with the children over the past couple of days. And so today, so I could record this podcast, he's taken them out and he's doing different things with them. So we sometimes play tag team, sometimes go away, depends on what is happening. And, and we also, as part of that annual planning process, we think about what holidays are we going to have? It doesn't have to be big, expensive holidays. Sometimes it's like a caravan trip or other times it might be we're going to go and see his mum in Tasmania or my mum who lives down the coast. You know, we think about what do we want our year to look like as a family? And that goes in first. That is so important to put that in first. And then I then break up. It kind of roughly works out that each quarter roughly corresponds to each term year, t- term of the school year. Um, certainly that happens within Australia. There's a little bit of an overlap. You know, it doesn't quite go exactly, but roughly. So I basically use the school term as my quarterly project focus time. And so for each term time, so usually it's about 10 weeks, it's like, okay, what am I going to really focus on for that 10 week period? And I have some big goals and then obviously then break it down into smaller steps. And in terms of this annual planning as well, I do it not only in relation to my time in terms of you know, how am I going to spend my time, but also the maths, like I've got to work out and I'm sure you do too. How much money do I need to earn this current? I actually, even though within Australia, our financial year ends June 30, I actually prefer because I do annual planning on an annual calendar. I prefer to look at the whole year as that is my revenue goal. And then I just kind of shuffle it around for the kind of tax purposes in terms of okay, well, that was actually this financial year. Um, But I just, there's something so clean about, for me, making my financial goals for the businesses based on the calendar year. I just really like it. It just is very simple. And the more simple I can make financial planning, because it's not the part that I love, then the easier it is. And I feel that the easier you make it for yourself and the simpler you make it for yourself, then the more likely you are to engage with the process and follow through. So that for me as a creative is something that I get a lot of value out of. All right. So the third key idea that I wanted to share with you today in relation to how to turn your passion into a profit is relates to selling your services, even if you don't like selling. Because of course, when we're talking about profit, we can only create a profit if we are selling. (laughs) If you're not selling your products or your services, you've got a bigger problem on your hands. And go back to the first episode 
and work through those questions, work through the workbook, because you need to get to the point where you're getting consistent revenue through your business and you're really focusing on the areas of your business that are the most profitable. You want to focus and understand what is most profitable in terms of how you spend your time. And that is where you want to put your energy and your focus. Of course, you can do other projects and different things because of the pure joy of it. But if you are trying to make a living out of your creativity, you really need to focus on what is most profitable. So if you've got a product-based business, then you need to think about what are your three most profitable products and focus on them. How can you sell more of them? If you are a service-based business, you really need to look at your processes and how are you managing your time to ensure that you're being really profitable with your design processes or services or whatever it is that you offer. Because if you're spending a phenomenal amount of time, okay, I know that's a very vague kind of number, but let's say, you know, you're just spending an, an excessive amount of time on a design process for somebody, then it's ultimately not going to end up being profitable. Now, there will be some projects you will do that because you want to create an amazing portfolio. But it's really important that you get to the point where you implement systems and processes and a whole runway of your offering that is so streamlined that it means that it is profitable and that you can either scale that in some way or you can train up other people to help you with that offering that you have so that you can leverage it in that way. So I am actually going to go into so much more detail about how you can do this in, I've actually decided to create a free course on this. So it is going to be a course that is going to run over, let me just check, (laughs) I've got four weeks. So the first week is all about your offer and how to create a compelling offer that people want to engage with. They want to buy your product or service. The second week is all going to be about how do you get more leads? How do you get more visibility and get people to actually find you and get more visibility for what you do? And then the third week is going to be really focusing on how to get more sales, how to increase your sales and how to make them more profitable. And then the fourth week is really about creating a roadmap for you for 2024 so that you have got a clear plan of what you're going to be doing. And I'm going to be doing this alongside you. So I'm really, really excited about this. It's something that I've had in the back of my mind for so long, and it just feels like now is the perfect time to do it as we're coming to the end of 2023. So Um, What I want you to do is you can register, you need to register for this and you can um, go and there will be a link in the show notes. It will still be at the same page where we had the workbook. So go to design and grow. That's nataliewalton.com forward slash design and grow. 
and um, <clears throat> excuse me, and you will get the link on how you can register for these free classes. There will be um, there will I'm going to design them so they're about an hour every week. And if you can't join them live, because I will have um, Q&A's at the end of each session, you can um, watch a replay, but you need to register for them if you want to, um, if you want to kind of get all of like the workbook and the replays and all of those things. So I'm really, really excited about sharing this with you. And um, like I said, just go to the link in the show notes if you want to sign up. And otherwise, I hope that you found this really helpful in terms of thinking about what you want to do for 2024 and how you can turn your passion into a profit and um, really bring your wildest dreams to life. So thank you so much for uh, joining me today. We'd love to know what you think. As always, you can leave um, a five star rating or a review in the comments section on wherever you're listening to this today or send me a DM on Instagram. I always love hearing from you. So um, I hope you found this valuable. Please share with a friend, anyone who is really struggling to turn their creative passion into a profit. Um, I hope that they're going to find this really valuable as well. Thank you for joining me today and I look forward to connecting again with you soon and hope to see you inside the free course on design and grow your creative business. All of the links and info for this episode are at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can get a direct download of the latest episode. And I really appreciate when you take a minute to rate and review, as well as share the love with someone you know who might benefit from this episode or on social media. If you'd like to access a range of free resources, come visit my website, nataliewalton.com. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast. And I would also like to acknowledge the people of the Bundjalung Nation where it was recorded and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton and you've been listening to Imprint.